Hey everybody, this is episode 134 of the Running Rogue podcast. This is Chris coming at you from Austin, Texas for this intro. We're going to get to an I think what I think is an interesting topic. It's a little bit off the typical running training sets of discussions that we have, but I think is a topic that is relevant for all humans and especially for all runners. We're going to talk a little bit with a couple of athletes that train here with me in Austin about body image and body positivity. I've got my episode 103 guest, Jesse Barnes, and then Peter Hogan, who also trains with my group here called the Rogue Morning Show that meets on Wednesday and Saturday mornings. So I'm excited to have both of these runners who I think represent basically the every runner. The the quote-unquote normal athlete who is just trying to get better and improve on a day-to-day basis. And Jesse, if you'll remember, was able to get a big PR at the CIM Marathon in December. And we talked about that in episode 103. And then Peter joined Rogue about a year ago and has now been training for us through a couple of different racing cycles focused on the half marathon and shorter distances to this point but is now training for his first marathon so they're coming on because i think both of them think about this topic in a way that would be helpful for others and that's not to say that they have it perfectly nailed and dialed in but i think they're relatable and think about this topic in a way that everybody can learn from and grow from But I will admit it's a tricky topic and it's one that I struggle with in some ways myself as well as an athlete, particularly related to how I think weight might influence my performance. And frankly, I think about it probably far too much. And Jesse and Peter have both been inspirations for me in evolving my own thinking. But it's a tricky topic. It's tough to, to, to talk about. And and I think in a lot of ways, this interview today really only scratches the surface of the depth of conversation you can have on this topic. And I know that for everybody, it manifests in different ways and we're not necessarily going to solve everyone's problems or be able to speak to everybody's struggles on this topic. But the thought is that while this discussion won't be perfect, it is a recognition that this is something we need to talk about and start getting out there and talking about in some way, even if it's imperfect, so that hopefully we can start to change the dialogue, not only in our own heads, but also among those of us that are trying to be better runners. And so so I'm not making any promises that there will be any big aha moments for you in this discussion but I do think it'll help you turn a mirror on perhaps some of your own insecurities and hopefully start to work through those as well as just get people talking about a topic that I think is really, really important. So thanks for joining us to listen to this one before we jump in and just got one more thing to chat about, which is that on June 21st, which is coming up here pretty quickly once I release this episode, We'll be shutting down signups for our season four training for my podcast training group. We've got about 100 athletes now in that group from literally all over the world training for races from October to December. 
You can be training for a half marathon, a marathon, or 5K, 10K distances. We've got a schedule for you. If you'd like to sign up for that, you can do that at roguerunning.com forward slash podcast training. Again, you have until June 21st, and at that point, we'll shut down registration and then open it up again, not until December and January for season five. So get on that if you're interested. And if you have questions, of course, you can ask me, chris at roguerunning.com. You can also find more information at that link I just mentioned, roguerunning.com forward slash podcast training. So with that as a little bit of an intro, let's turn to this discussion with Peter and Jesse on body image and body positivity. And of course, if you have feedback, thoughts, things to add to this conversation, please also send me a note, chris at roguerunning.com. Would love to get your feedback on this episode because we will be talking about it more on future episodes of that, I have no doubt. So with that as a, pr- as a quick intro, let's bring Peter and Jesse on the show. Welcome Peter and Jesse to the show. How's it going today? Awesome. Pretty good. Excited to be on the podcast. Yeah, glad to be here. I'm I'm excited to have you. We just did a workout, which is always fun. So you guys are both in my Wednesday morning group. We call ourselves the morning show. Did a nice little fart like this morning on what was a cool-ish morning for an Austin June day. It was awesome. At a brisk 68 degrees, <laughs> <laughs> which is about 12 degrees cooler than it's been. So it was pretty nice. Jesse, you've been on episode 103, so our audience knows you a little bit already. I want to get to you, Peter, first, just to get a little background on you as a runner. How'd you get into this crazy sport of ours? Yeah, so I um, when I probably have been running regularly for about four or five years. Um, I uh, was an athlete in the sense that I did sports in high school, played water polo, I wrestled and I swam. Um, wasn't any good at either one of those, but I did do them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I used to joke about wrestling. I knew what the, uh, the lights looked like in the top of every gym in my district. So I got pinned a lot. Um, so, um, I, uh, Graduated, went to college, got out of college, and um, found myself uh, at the doctor's office at a pretty young age talking to him about my high cholesterol. And so um, I actually started doing triathlons right after that because uh, we were about to have kids and I wanted to uh, be around um, for their whole life or as long as I could be and you know also be active in their life. Um, did that for a couple of years. Um, had another kid, and I needed to find something that was a little less uh, of a time commitment. Um, this, and uh, so I uh, started running with Rogue, um, and um, yeah, I've been doing that for. I've been with the Morning Show now for about a year, which is kind of crazy. And now you're training for your first marathon. Yeah, yeah, it's hard not to do a marathon, and <laughs> when you train with Rogue, that's right. It's all that positive peer pressure. It's awesome. So good to have you on. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. And Jesse, just to bring you back in, I think our listeners got a little background on you and your big result at CIM through episode 103. Today we're talking about body image, body positivity. That's something that 
you've taken to as a passion and spreading the messages around that. How did you come to this topic as being important for you to share with others? Sure. It's really just been my own personal journey. Um, I never really felt good about my body or what I looked like. I assumed that was just a given because it seemed like I didn't see a way around it. Um, and then five years ago when I started running, that really started to change my perspective because before then I just felt like you were supposed to exercise to lose weight, to look a certain way. And when I started running, it wasn't for any of those reasons. It was more just therapy at first. And then I fell in love with the process and watching myself achieve goals that I never thought would ever be on my horizon. And what that led to was viewing my body and viewing myself in an entirely new way. Like I didn't look that different, but I was so proud of myself and what I could do. And that started, it just led me to question a lot of the importance that we put on our appearance. Um, And then that just developed over time as I kept running and kept thinking about what all of this meant to me. And then some friends and I started Sports Bra Squad, ATX, which is a local running group here in Austin. And it was really in talking to my friends and learning more about their journeys where I I could just look at my friends and be like, but you're beautiful, right? Like, you're fine, you're strong, you're great, you're amazing. I don't know why you have any insecurity. And then realizing everything I wanted to say to them, I needed to say to myself as well. And so watching that personal journey in myself, but more importantly, that journey in my friends as well has been incredible and has convinced me of the importance. I think body positivity sounds kind of like nice and easy and light, but really I think it can, I literally think it can change your life if you really let it because you can let go of a lot of insecurity and just live your life more fully after that. So that's why I think it's important. And you're pretty vocal about it on on the Instagram. (laughs) Yes. Which is great. And we'll make sure everybody follows you by the end of this episode. But can you remember back to the first time you put out messaging related to this? Yeah, I know. I know I'd started to post some about it with Sports Bra Squad mostly because we were trying to promote our first year's runs so it was it felt really it was scary enough to run in my sports bra and shorts with no shirt it was an entirely different thing when I posted a photo to Instagram like intentionally um but the really a really big moment was 2016 so it's probably a year after I got into sports bra squad but I posted a picture from the Austin Marathon I was in my sports bra and shorts and I said something about how that week I had run the Houston Marathon in January and the Austin Marathon in February, five weeks apart. And the week after Austin, I remember being afraid to step on the scale. And I had a moment like in the bathroom that morning where I was just like, this is so dumb. Like I just ran two marathons. In five weeks, that's amazing. That's what I should be proud of. And I posted about that with a picture of me in the final stretch of the Austin Marathon. And I was just like, I know I just wrote about what that moment meant to me of like standing in the bathroom in front of the scale and being like so 
so much of my emotions wrapped up in that, but then realizing that was against this backdrop of this incredible strength and something I was really proud of. And when, for some reason, that post got, it got reposted by another really big account. And so I got this big influx of comments and messages. And that's really where I was like, oh my gosh, I have to keep talking about this because this means something to people. So that was validating. Yes. Peter, let's talk a little bit about your journey in this department. Part of why you're here is because of Jesse and the inspiration that she provided you to frankly run without a shirt here in this crazy weather of ours. But how has your personal body image evolved over time? Yeah. Well, I mentioned when I was younger, I, you know, did those sports. And, um, one of the things about me is, um, during that whole time, I, uh, never didn't have like a gut. I've just always had a gut my whole life. Hmm. And, um, you know, I, uh, I've wrapped a lot of my self-worth in the idea that uh, at some point I will get rid of that gut and then I will be a fit person or uh, run without a shirt um, or, uh, you know, it, it's kind of crazy to think of what, how much self-worth could be wrapped up in like something like kind of so uh, shallow, actually. Um, and actually, we <laughs> it's funny you mentioned your, your, your post on Instagram. Um, I had remember listening to the last podcast when you were talking about goals and it was something Chris said about um, feeling like you didn't have the body type to be like a like an elite runner or something like that right and that like blew my mind and I remember I thought about that like just it was just like rolling in my head for like a week and I finally just was like I'm gonna write something about this on Facebook and I don't ever I post pics of my kids on Facebook with like one word little blurbs and I put something out there and, you know, it was kind of long, kind of telling a little bit about like how I felt about it, you know, relating my story and the amount of responses that I got to that from people who, frankly, I didn't know or, you know, were just my Facebook friends was like, it was mind blowing. And um, you just realize it's such a, it affects so many more people than you think, you know? So for me, thinking about someone like you, Chris, I look at you and I see a guy who's super fit, um, you know, I joked, you show up to these like Wednesday morning meetings looking all fly every time, <laughs> you know, I know you don't feel like that, but that's what you look like. Right. And, um, you know, so to, to, for someone like you to say, Oh, I feel like I don't have the, like the right body for something. It's just, it was just insane. Right. And, you know, as a parent of, of a young girl and a young boy, um, you know, you, I want to be cognizant of that because it's such a big deal. And, you know, like Jesse mentioned it, you can be doing all these wonderful things, all these like impressive physical activity. I mean, running two marathons in two months is, it's it's pretty impressive. Legit. It's legit. Right. Uh, But then it's like, yeah, you, you go home and you're looking at the scale and somehow that takes away from what you just did. Like that's a problem. Um, and that there needs to be like a, a change. Like I, re- I recognized even to myself, like, okay, I need to change the way I think about what my, how much import or uh, yeah, like, uh, how much weight I give my own personal body image. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it was kind of hard the first time to take my shirt off and run because it, the first time I was like, Oh, everyone's looking at me. Everyone thinks I, I'm, I'm a fat ass. Oh gosh. You know, what am I doing? And then it was like, no, it's 
no one cares first of all <laughs> no one's looking at me um, it, was, it was probably only me that noticed and i was like cheering you on. yeah exactly and chris was like oh good job buddy you know and uh you know and it's just it's hot it's so hot right it's you so know hot. it's so hot and uh you know i left my shirt on your car this morning yeah, and yeah. i'm like why did i even bring it there's just no point and it's how i've like lost like three shirts in the last like <laughs> couple of months because i keep bringing them out and being like i gotta take this off this is ridiculous you know anyways but you know it, there's yeah i mean yeah. so one of the questions people might be asking is why are we talking about this yeah and one of the reasons why you're here peter to have this conversation is because we wanted to show that men and women struggle with this oh, it's yeah. not just a topic that that women struggle with and everybody struggles with it in different ways regardless of where you are from a fitness standpoint or perceived appearance standpoint everybody has their their insecurities so to speak and at some level it relates to performance and in our sport running we put a lot of emphasis on weight wrongly wrongly so in terms of what that might mean about your performance and it's all tied together in body image and how people think about themselves so we wanted to have an open conversation with changing the dialogue in our heads yeah and recognize that it's going to manifest differently for everybody but hopefully give people an opportunity to hear that others struggle too and start to frame up some ways to re to reframe and change that conversation in our brains and then relate it back to and at the end we'll talk about what does it mean for for performance what is is it is it possible for for this idea of body positivity and body image to to mesh with the idea of running fast or running a certain goal. I think a lot of people think that those are counter, but we're here to say that they're not. So we'll get to that at the end. I want to go to you, Jesse, with this next question, because you've also at this point now done some workshops with people talking about this topic, helping them reframe those conversations in their heads. And so what are you what are the common things you hear from people about the lies that they tell themselves or the lies that maybe society tells them? Right. I think I mean there's just so much of our own value that we tie up with our weight and I don't think we even realize that that's what we're doing. Um that's why it feels so hard sometimes. But you see it in all sorts of these little moments in life. Like sometimes it's a big thing where you're consciously working on your body image, but sometimes it's just little things where you think you have an event coming up or maybe a race coming up and you think, oh, I need to lose weight for that. Or um, like, like you're somehow not worthy of attending this event that you were invited to without losing some weight or something like that. Or summer swimsuit season. Summer swimsuit season or sports bra squad season, <laughs> like shirtless running season. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really common one. I think we see it in, I mean, like we talked about, like creating fashion rules for ourselves. We're like, no, 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 like I don't run shirtless or I don't wear shorts or something where you're like, 
you're the only one imposing that rule on yourself, but it affects your daily life. Um, I think you see it in things like avoiding certain social events, even um, like Lord knows we've all been invited to a pool party and not wanted to go because that means we're going to have to be in a swimming suit or something like that. Um, it's really it's really once you start getting attuned to it, I think you see those body image moments pop up a lot more often than you realize. Like they're just much more pervasive and present in our daily lives than you would ever think at first. For sure. I mean, I feel it myself, as you alluded already, Peter. What what are the what does the devil on your shoulder say, Peter, about how you look, how you weigh? What are those insecure moments that you might experience? I mean, it, yeah, it's always gonna. For me, like I mentioned, always kind of comes back to like, you know, where's my six pack? You know, where's my flat abs? You know, my washboard stomach. Um, waiting for that to happen. You know, like, like I'm glad you mentioned the summer season because, or like the shirtless weather season. Because I've literally like run through summers and said, okay, next summer. I'll have finally gotten rid of this and I can take my shirt off when I run. Um, and um, I think the other thing is I've, ex- and I, people run into that. It's okay. I don't know if it's, it's not wrong to run to lose weight, but what, what at least I've run into is that I will find myself looking at the scale way too much. You know, it's like after every run, you know, I'm, hopping on the scale and seeing, okay, well, what did that one run do for my weight today? You know? Um, and when you go out and you have a badass workout and you are hitting these paces and you're, you're, you know, doing all this great work and then you go home and hop on the scale and, and don't see a number that you want to see. And then you're like, ah, you know, that wasn't a good workout or ah, I'm not making progress. Like, when in in actuality, like, I just hit a pace I haven't been able to hit at all, ever, you know. Right. It could be something like that or, um, you know, that that's when it's um, – that's the kind of, like, the, the demon that I kind of have to, like, put to the side and just kind of ignore, you know. Is it's – even – and even, like, being aware of it, it's still – I still find myself doing it. You know, it's like having to retrain my brain to not worry about it. Where do you think it comes from for you? Do we have any of that Kleenex now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, I mean, I don't, I I think you you can't not talk about like societal images and, you know, what the media puts out and what you see presented as a, a, certain body images this is what you should look like or something like that and it, I, I i can't it, it would be remiss to like not talk about how much harder that is i think you know for women than it is for men like it, right. i think that's the, a little bit of a reality but um you know i i mean when uh you know having a gut in high school and playing sports i, I might have gotten picked on a little bit you know okay and so like All it right. kind of might have so stuck peop- out there a little bit so people early in your life yeah it, saying things right and it, that which is funny because that after i think maybe after i turned 18 that like completely went away it was all in my head after that but it sticks around you know um for sure i mean 
I guarantee you everybody could think of something they heard in high school about themselves that they still carry with them today. So what about you, Jesse? What are the big ones you struggle with? Like? Lies you tell yourself. Um, I mean, it is somewhat similar. It's just always thinking that I'm supposed to be thinner because I've always been a little overweight, like to varying degrees and first just somehow feeling like that was wrong. Like, I don't, and it's hard to know exactly where that comes from. It's just, you know, everywhere. (laughs) It's like all of, all of society. Um, but that it's always felt like a failing, like somehow I was deficient because I've been overweight, like, and completely neglecting everything else. I'm doing with my life and who I am as a human and how I am in relationships and I was always good at school but I still felt like I was somehow not I just wasn't enough because I didn't look a certain way or I don't know there's just that persistent belief that like then I will lose the weight and then everything's gonna be fine Mm -hmm. like that's the ultimate goal is to lose weight um Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Well, you've done a good job shutting that out. Yeah, it's still a struggle sometimes, but it really, once I could recognize how much emphasis I was putting on that and just deciding it doesn't have to be that way, because it doesn't, It, it doesn't, it didn't feel optional. It felt like I was handed a certain set of expectations and they were heavy in my hands, but I had to carry them. And then in the last few years, realizing, no, this is a choice. I do not have to look a certain way. To I don't even have to like how I look to like myself. And I think that's really big because I think, you know, I read a lot about body image and body positivity. And a lot of it starts with saying, just trying to expand the definition of beauty and saying everyone's beautiful. And I'm like, you know, that's nice. It sounds good. But I don't think it's as meaningful as realizing you don't have to be beautiful or attractive. Like you don't have to love everything about your body to love yourself and appreciate everything that you have. And just realize that you don't have to put so much mental energy into trying to look a certain way. Like even if if we're talking about running alone, I fell in love with running when I started doing it not to lose weight. And just and got to like filter out that aspect as much as possible and instead focus on moving forward and on what I could accomplish and what what made me more rather than focusing on how to literally reduce myself. It was more like thinking about it and just how do I improve my life in like a more genuine full picture view that that's where I started to find peace. That's really interesting that you say you don't have to like how you look to love yourself. Because I think oftentimes for everybody that those things come together and that until I like how I look, I can't fully love myself. So how do you separate those two things? (coughs) I mean, I think it's natural to want to like how you look but it's more just taking the emphasis off of how of how important that is you know like I mean I still like to look cute I wear makeup and I 
color my hair and everything, but I've just realized that I'm always going to have a belly. I always have since like second grade. So instead of fighting that, (laughs) (laughs) um, instead of like, that's just, that's just how my body is and that's okay. It doesn't mean that my value, that doesn't mean that like my body isn't powerful and strong and, you know, I think it's important to realize, like, we weren't born just to look cute. We're not born just to sit there and look pretty. We have these bodies for a reason, and they let us do so much and experience so much in this world. And I would rather focus on that. And I'm not saying it's easy. Like, it takes practice. Like, me five years ago would, didn't have the words for this. But because I focused so much on this journey, because it felt really important to me, like I didn't know this was the point I was going to get to. I just knew that I wanted to get to a better place with body image and to feel more whole. So for me, a lot of it is just knowing like you're like, would you tell your kid their purpose is you're, you just need to look good. Like, no, like, no, you see so much potential in other people and you see how they get to interact with this world and like you see the whole picture of a person and other people so much more easily than in yourself so I just want people to bring that that view into their own lives as well so a couple thoughts from me on this and my personal journey with it as I mentioned on that episode you referred to Peter for me, it's less about how I look and more about what weight might say about how fast I can run. And so that's the conundrum that I get caught up in. It's that I have to get to a certain weight in order to run the speed I want to run, especially relative to others that I might see are leaner than me and might be running faster than me. And I think I have to be that weight or that look that way in order to be as fast as I want to be. And that's ridiculous because my body's constructed differently. But it is tricky (laughs) in my head because I also think that there at some level is a correlation between weight and speed. And so how do you balance those things without getting to a point where it becomes a negative? We'll talk about that more later. (coughs) The other thing... For me, that can happen, and I think this comes up in the context for some people in this, Ali Kiefer talks about her strong, not skinny hashtag, and we talked a little bit about this on her episode, is I've had people tell me that I'm too skinny as well, which in my head, that's never true, (laughs) But, but I've had relatives, family members, friends say, oh, you need to have You need to eat more. You need to have dessert. You need to, especially at usually around the holidays, Thanksgiving or Christmas, my mom will bring me seconds and thirds because (laughs) she's like, you need to eat. (laughs) And, and that's destructive too, because who's to judge me for being someone who looks a certain way on that end of the spectrum as well. And that is also, I think, destructive because while 
some people would say, oh, well, that's a compliment. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like you should. I wish people were calling me too skinny. It's like, well, no, you don't because it doesn't feel good either. <laughs> and it feels like you're being judged. Mm-hmm. And and then y- you actually think it makes you think, well, maybe I am too skinny. <laughs> right. And which also creates a weird, a weird psychological circle that in my head pairs with this idea of well I need to be leaner to be faster but some people are saying I look too skinny and so I don't fit in in that way I don't look normal in society and that creates this weird dangerous cycle so it's it's like you said Jesse it's it's taking appearance out of the equation not just in how we're thinking about ourselves but also in how we're talking about judging having conversations with other people because who's to say about anybody that you should know you know whether they're too skinny or too overweight or too whatever like that's just crazy presumptuous (laughs) and it's not your body right so who are you to say something like that to somebody or to say the other side which is you need to lose weight because i'm sure there are those that hear that part of the the equation as well so my point in acknowledging that is that it manifests in a lot of different ways and it could go on both sides of the spectrum as you as you say i look fly on a wednesday (laughs) and (laughs) you know i appreciate that very much uh i i accept the compliment (laughs) but but as as we said before, everybody struggles with this in some way. And it's just interesting to me how it can manifest differently. You know, I have other athlete friends, and I was talking about this recently with somebody. And they talked about this idea of looking fit is a common thing that people talk about in our world. Oh, you look fit. You look really fit. And while that seems like a an innocent compliment on the surface. It also is wrapped up in this idea that there is a look that shows fitness. No fitness is determined (laughs) by how fast you're running or how strong you're running, not by a look because fitness can look a lot of different ways. And so that, I think, is also a dangerous psychology that people face is this idea that I need to look a certain way to be deemed fit, regardless of what weight that means. So let's talk about some other things. What what are other things that you hear, Jesse, whether they be from men, from women, from athletes, in terms of the lies we tell ourselves? Right. I mean, a lot of it is, especially from athletes, is thinking that looking fit matters. And I've even had people say, you're looking fit. And then I'm like, what, is that, what does that mean? Did, do they think I'm losing weight? Now, now that person isn't saying I look fit. Do they think I look bigger? Right. Like, what's going on? Right. Um, I know it's meant as a compliment, but it, it can play some weird tricks in your mind. I think it's just, I think it's really interesting the way that so many people make negative comments about their own bodies. Um, That's super common. Um, I think it's just insecurity coming to the surface, but it's weird the way that we'll, we'll say things about ourselves. 
to other people. Well, right. A lot of times that manifests in the form of, oh, I look terrible in that picture. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's what we, all of us, every single one of us looks first at ourselves and judges ourselves in a photo. Yes. Yeah. Right. Every single one of us. <laughs> and then, you know, we'll look at the others and then back to ourselves to kind of analyze how we look and decide whether or not that's a good photo based solely on that thing, how we look in it. Right. And that's nuts. Even yeah. when there's like a hundred people in the photo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. And so let's, so then let's turn to how we reframe that conversation that I want to talk about in the context of actual performance. But how do you talk to people, Jesse, about reframing the conversation to put those lies aside? Sure. I think, I think the first step is really just to acknowledge what you're feeling. You can't change your thoughts and your feelings if you're not even willing to acknowledge them. So recognizing that, hey, I don't like how I look, or I, I don't feel good about how I look, that's an important first step. And then the flip side of being more open about it is being more open with other people. Like, like Peter did with his Facebook post earlier this year, or if you can talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, then you start to realize that you're not alone. Like, okay, this is common. It's not just me that's like having a hard time. Um, I just, I think there's a lot of healing that can happen right there. There is, you know, taking a moment to appreciate everything that your body does for you and lets you do. Like I encourage, I like to encourage people to find an exercise that you're not doing for the calorie count. You know, you're not doing it to try and lose weight. Just like go find something that makes you feel free and like makes you feel in your body and you're not doing it for a photo or for what the scale is going to say later, but just like live into your body, um, to connect with it. I think that makes a big difference. Um, one of the things you talk about is focusing on what your body can do and not what it looks like. Right. I think that's a, an important reframing point. It's like you said earlier, Peter, it's like I just crushed this workout. That should matter more than what the scale says. Right? right. So talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that applies to everyone, no matter what your athletic ability is. Um, if you are a runner and you're concerned with your performance, like, you have so many points of feedback about your health and your fitness, and the number on the scale is only one small part of that picture. Um, you know, just I think the more you can turn inward and think, really think about how you're feeling. You know, like on a perfect day, you aren't obsessed with your Garmin. You're running by effort, right? And it feels good, and then you check later. So it's like the same thing. Your your weight may change depending on your fitness, but I don't think your weight is probably not driving your fitness. It's just one piece of the picture. So I think as runners, that's important to remember. But really, for everyone, you we we just give we just disregard so much feedback that we're getting about our health and our happiness and our lives and our bodies in favor of like looking at a scale or whatever size pants we're wearing. So bringing you in, Peter, you had the Facebook post breakthrough of kind of reframing things in your mind. 
What else went around that in terms of how you changed your thinking? Well, I think, you know, I, I kind of want to go back just a little bit. You know, we, we talk about uh, what other people say impacting the way we feel about our own bodies and, and our own selves. And, you know, it's, I, I you don't want to, the, the insidious part of this kind of thing is that, um, you know, when someone says that to you, someone says, oh, you look fit. Like, they mean that most likely as a compliment. You know, when your family says, oh, Chris, you have another piece of pie, you know. Um, there's love behind what they're saying. But the insidiousness of this thought process this that's kind of embedded in there, it takes it and it turns it into this negative thing in our mind, right? And that's that's what I hate about this kind of thing. Um, so it's not necessarily, you know, you don't want to, like, be, I don't want to not be able to tell Jesse that, hey, you, you know, I, you're looking, you look great today. You know, like, I don't want to not say that because I'm worried that, you know, I'm going to, it's going to have some sort of negative effect. Um, so it's reframing. Part of it is like, I want to be able to take those, what I hear and what people say to me and reframe it to a pot to pop just to be positive. Um, and I think, you know, Jesse kind of said it, you know, this isn't something that just, you just make a, it's not a f- switch that you can flip that all of a sudden you don't have a problem with body image. Um, it's, it's something almost like any kind of training. You just, you recognize it and then you, um, you deal with it as it happens. Um, I recently heard um, someone talking about these things called automatic thoughts, which kind of fall into this. They could be more than just body image things, but they're the thoughts that pop up in our head um, that are just negative thoughts that don't really have any valid reason you know, and it could be, I don't look good today or, uh, way too much or whatever. And just the first step is just, and it's kind of cokey, uh, hokey, but like, it's just recognizing that that's not valid. Like, oh, okay. That's what that is. That's a, that's a problem, a body image thing in my mind. And I just need to, I'm going to recognize it for what it is. And I'm not going to give it any power and I'm going to just, I'm going to, and then sort of recognizing it and then reframing it, you know, um, so, you know, I still weigh myself every day, but I don't look at the scale when I weigh myself. I look at my app after a couple of weeks and I, and I look at the trend just to see what's happened with my weight because that's a better indicator to me of like fitness gain than being worried about whether I was one pound more today than I was yesterday. Whatever, you know, whatever just like stupid thing I think when I see the weight, like when it flashes on the scale. Um, so, and then I think there's a lot of power in uh, being with a group of people who recognize the same thing. You know, I really, rec- I really, uh, you know, that ATX bra squad thing. Sports bra Sports squad Sports bra ATX. squad <laughs> ATX. But yeah, that thing. That was, I mean, I, I got a chance to go to the last run, you know, and I was a little nervous because... Like, <laughs> I'm a guy, and, and right. you know, a lot of women, a lot of women, <laughs> but it's for a lot of men and women. It, was, it is for men and women. Should me, should should men show up? Hell yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's the, ra- a, the ratios are good. The ratio, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of women there, <laughs> but that wasn't a problem. I got to talk to a lot of great people. But there's a lot of power in being in a group of people like that who who are are recognizing it all together. That hey, this doesn't matter to us, you know. So I I like that. I like I think coming to a group here getting past you know for me getting past the initial of uh hesitation to just take my shirt off on a wednesday morning and 
forgetting, you know, getting into a run and, and kind of forgetting that I'm running shirtless and just having a normal conversation and working hard with people um, and then realizing that it doesn't matter. And then also just realizing that, you know, you, you, you walk into a, I, I'll say I, I don't know about anybody else, but I walk into a group, a group run like that. And sometimes I automatically group people by the way they look physically, you know, and like, Oh, there's that group of people and they're, they're pretty fit. And I'm probably not going to be able to hang out with, and I'm not going to be able to hang with them. And, and that I might even add even more layers to that, you know, for, for absolutely no reason. Oh, um, you know, kind of creating a separation or maybe feeling like, Oh, those people, they think they're better than me because they look better. Total BS. Right. <laughs> um, and it's sad because then I don't get to like really get to know them as runners and people. And then w- when that gets broken down and you start having conversations with the people that you thought were better runners than you and more fit than you, you're like, Oh, this is awesome. You know, like uh, it's, it's crazy that this one little thing excluded me from this whole community of people just because of like the way I thought that they looked versus the way that I thought I looked. Right. Yeah. I know when I'm in a group setting and if I'm feeling like insecure or intimidated, I don't know that this is at all true, but sometimes I'll think, well, maybe like maybe I'll help inspire someone else. Cause I do think that we are all, role models even if we don't think we are like someone else is looking to you someone else in your life is looking to you to how you behave and act and I don't mean that to add pressure I just mean that to remind yourself that you might inspire someone else or make someone feel more comfortable so I still have well not so much now I'm pretty pretty comfortable running in my sports bra at this point um and like addressing crowds also (laughs) but um in the beginning when it would be so nerve-wracking especially running around like town lake or something and there's so many people out there and there's a lot of beautiful people but I would think well maybe maybe like one other girl will see me and think if she can do it I can do it I have no idea if anyone ever even noticed me but to me in my head it helped me get out there and it just helped I like to think of it as whatever however small or large my influence may be I'm gonna try and help create the environment that I want to live in so that means even at Wednesday morning, on a Wednesday morning here at Rogue, where when I first started, it was very intimidating because I wasn't as fast and I, I walked in and felt like I'm the biggest person in this room. But I thought, well, I can either buy into that or I can just start making this a welcoming place for everyone, which it actually is once you start talking to people and stop assuming what they you think that they think of you. Um I don't know that that's where I get a lot of comfort in is I'm going to try and create the environment that I want to live in. And for me, that means a very open and welcoming, no matter what you look like, no matter what your pace is, like if you're here, we're all in this together. Well, and then when you realize that those people that you think are like the fit ones have the same thoughts that you do. Exactly. That's crazy. You're like that (laughs) girl or that guy thinks that they don't look good or that their body's not the way it should be and you're looking at them and you're thinking they're like the fittest person you've ever seen you know when you when you like realize that like the door gets opened you know to kind of look in at that kind of thing it kind of just it it helps to take its power away because you're like okay i'm not the only one who feels this way you know and you know people listening they don't know what i look like i don't know what they assume i look like (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's just it anyway it's it doesn't matter it doesn't it looks like you just crushed a workout yeah (laughs) a couple thoughts one is 
it is interesting to me how we tend to take people's comments and spin them to the negative, even if they're intended as a positive. We also, as I said earlier, tend to look at us in a picture and <laughs> nobody else or assume everybody's looking at us in a group and thinking, oh, look at that guy. He's man. I can't believe he's here. Right. And so it's it's interesting how we can be so narcissistic <laughs> about this kind of thing where we we tend to spin all the negative onto ourselves and that's one thing i think to recognize that hey i'm actually not that important yeah. <laughs> right like speak people, for, speak people for yourself, aren't please. actually <laughs> <laughs> people aren't actually looking at me or caring what i look like and i say that in the most positive sense i mean of course we're all you know we're all important we're all contributing in some way but we tend to be narcissistic on the negative and not on the positive in that, like you said, it's like I could be a positive force in this space and think of myself that way. Or I can assume everybody's looking at me and thinking at all the negative things that I'm also thinking about myself. And that's just not happening. Right. If anything, everyone else is doing the same thing as you and they're worried about what they look like and how they're perceived in this situation. You you are thinking about, you more than anyone else (laughs) and you should instead of that being a negative just like recognize it take comfort in that no one else is as focused on you and what you look like and whatever today the other point here is you can't judge a book by its cover i mean look no further than a half marathon or marathon at you know front to back and you'll see people of all forms at all levels within a race and so it doesn't matter (laughs) as much as we think how we look i want to ask you a question that i think is a little bit tricky jesse which is that i saw i think it was one on one of your insta stories (laughs) if i'm not mistaken a while back or somebody asked you a question and i think there are some who might be listening thinking the same thing which is that is somehow this body positivity movement this kind of body image emphasis is it somehow just an excuse for people to be overweight or for obesity to be okay? Like I've seen you ask that question and I'm curious how you respond. Yeah, it's definitely, I understand why the question gets asked and it can be a little tricky to answer. Um, my general feeling on it is I'm not here to tell you how to be healthy. Uh, Health is very important in my life. If you want to get healthy, I am here for it. I will give you any recommendations and advice that I can. Like, let's do it. I want people to feel empowered, though. And so much of body image is the opposite of empowering. We're just trying to fulfill these expectations we feel we've been given we're trying to follow whatever diet will help us lose weight the fastest and that's the opposite of empowering we're like literally handing over so much personal power to trying to look a certain way and instead i want people to take that power back and like read like loosen your grip on what you think you should look like and instead find a more fulfilling way to live your life. For some of us, that might be loosening the grip on what we think health is because that might be very tied to weight or appearance. Um, For some of us, that means 
embracing what true health is. But regardless, like, I, I'm not here to tell you how to be healthy or not healthy. I want you to instead be able to approach your life with some peace in your mind because body image is so much about how you perceive yourself and it can have a huge impact on your mental health so if we're going to talk about health and weight we have to address our mental health too and you're never going to find a truly healthy life if you're so caught up in a negative body image so I I think also it's really interesting the way the conversation with body image gets turned into health, gets turned into weight. And there, it's not as, as clear a relationship as we think it is. But primarily, I just want people to feel more empowered. And if that means making changes about your weight and your health, let's do it. And if it means just accepting your body where it is, let's do that too. Any thoughts on that, Peter? a well, tricky question yeah it well it's funny i just this is kind of random but i was looking at my you know i tell you i keep my weight stats on garmin and i was looking you know, so i've been running with the morning show consistently for about 10 months it's going to be about it's going to be a year soon and in the last 10 months i've pr'd my half marathon my 10k at least that's what garmin said i think i did it when i pr'd my half <laughs> marathon my 5k my mile time i've moved up like two or three pace groups in the group and this time last year, I weighed an average of 205.7 pounds. I'm just going to throw a number out there. This month, I weigh an average of 203.1. <laughs> I mean, all of these amazing, <laughs> you know, like faster, stronger, getting better, and my weight's like barely changed. Yeah. And when you hear that are you thinking oh i wish i'd lost more weight or what a badass year all these prs right faster yeah i mean i think that's like the the frame of mind i'd like to have um and i i can't speak too much to that question um i think personally a lot of it for me is related to run you know like running so i i think of like body image and running because that's my own experience and I want I want to be healthy for the right reasons. I want to lose weight for the right reasons. You might see me in a year from now and maybe f- I'll keep training and for whatever reason I will find I will lo- have lost weight for uh, for whatever reason, right? Maybe that there something will happen, you know. Or maybe it won't, but I'll still be getting faster and stronger cuz I'm going to keep training, you know. Um Hell yeah, you're going to be getting faster. Yeah. I, I think it kind of goes back to the analogy you gave earlier, Jesse, which is that if you're trying to get fitter and oftentimes we use paces and workouts to try to figure out how fast we should be going for this repeat or this fart lick. But what we forget when we do that is that pace is not the thing that matters. Pace is just the metric that we're using to try to figure out if we're in the right aerobic development zone to get the outcome from the workout that we want. And so I, as a coach, have to remind people that effort is actually king. It's harder to measure effort because it's how you feel. Heart rate is a better actually actually a better proxy if you know what zones you should be in than pace but pace is a way for people to triangulate around am i at the right effort to get the right benefit from this workout but pace is really an outcome 
it's not the input. The input is how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing with weight and running. And we have this idea of race weight okay. as something that we talk about. Oh, I need to get to race weight in order to perform a certain way. As if that's the goal. When it's more, it should be more the outcome of what are healthy, strong behaviors to get you ready to run your fastest self, which is proper training, eating well, which means eating enough as well as Mm -hmm. eating the right balance of healthy whole foods as, as we talked about on the, the performance, uh, the, uh, human performance project podcast, you know, eat whole foods, mostly plants, not too much. And so weight really is the outcome. It's not the input, but oftentimes we think of it as the input or as the goal itself. I got to get to this level to run X pace. And that's just, that's flipping it on its head. That's the actually the wrong way to think about it and dangerous because that's when it can actually affect you from a performance standpoint to a negative. I'll give an example on this for me personally. I got a stress fracture in Boston at the race in 2016. And that was a byproduct of a lot of things and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I think one of the things and vitamin D deficiency was a big, was a big part of that. But one of the things that was my, was an issue there was that I was counting calories for the four months before that, not being restrictive about my eating, but being a little too closely monitoring calorie count. And it got me into a, a little bit of dangerous habits or I think around making sure I was getting the right balance of foods, particularly in the right, variety ultimately i believe those behaviors contributed to a stress stress fracture for me and i went into that race at a weight that was lower than i had been in a while fast forward 18 months in houston of 2018 i run a marathon pr i stepped on the scale i hadn't looked at my weight at all I recognized that those behaviors were dangerous for me. And so I just stopped doing it and didn't get on a scale the entire cycle leading up to Houston. Didn't worry about it. Was just focused on eating well, training well, getting faster, seeing how I feel. Ran a PR that day. I stepped on the scale that weekend just because I was curious. Like what? Because I was in the hotel. They had a scale in the bathroom. I'm like, I'm just curious where I am. And... It was 10 pounds heavier than where I was before Boston 18 months earlier. 10 pounds. And I was freaking out a little bit. I'm like, holy crap. Like, I'm not going to be able to run a PR tomorrow because I'm quote unquote too heavy. But at the same time, I feel good. I've been crushing my workouts. Like, no, that's stupid. And so fortunately, I was rational and said, no, that's stupid. Ignore, ignore, (laughs) go run the race. And I got a PR that day, in my case, weighing 10 pounds more than I had before what I thought was in 2016 going to be my best marathon ever and ended up being my worst and one where I had to walk the last five miles because I was injured. And so for me, that was an eye opening example of, okay, what I thought was my quote unquote race weight wasn't 
And at the end of the day, it actually isn't about that exact number, whether it be, you know, 10 pounds different or not. It was actually more about how I felt the second time. So I think there, you know, that could, that number could have been anything that day before Houston, 18 months later, it could have been anything. It, it wouldn't really have mattered. What mattered was I went into it focused on the things that I needed to be focused on. And then the weight was whatever it was going to be. And I ended up getting the result I wanted because I was focused on the habits that I needed to get there versus some artificially set weight. And so that's one personal story about this. But you know, I think the main message is that less is not more. Right. All the time. Right. And I, I think especially when it comes to the conversation about, you know, body image and weight and health, we just so often assume that weight loss is a good thing. And it's not. It might be. But it might not. And, you know, everyone gives compliments to someone who loses weight, but it's not always a healthy thing. Um, it may or may not be intentional. And I think it's really, really important to understand that, that not all weight loss is good. Um, it may or may not be. It's like, yeah, it's not it's, about weight loss. It's also important to recognize that that is something that might be the right journey for somebody. Right. It might be. And that's okay. Yeah. But the number shouldn't ma- shouldn't be the thing that matters. What should matter is the healthy habits that contribute to it, as well as the mentality of feeling like I'm enough, regardless of what the scale says. Exactly. Reactions to that, Peter? I could I could see you churning, thinking in your head as I told that story. Well, I think one thing I, I I'm thinking about when we're talking about this is when we talk about uh, asking why we run. Right. That's a big thing, you know, and uh, I know you've said this, that when you ask somebody why they run and their answer to you is to lose weight, you know, um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it generally it's not a good enough reason. And I know in my own experience, if my only reason to run is to lose weight, there's not a lot of joy in my running. And I could personally say I have uh, finding a reason apart from that has really uh, brought a lot more meaning to why I run um, and and has made this more of a lifestyle than just something, a season of life uh, to steal from James Dodds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm not, I'm not running for six months with a goal of losing 10 pounds or 15 pounds or whatever, or, or I mean, and I'm running because I want to run for the rest of my life. Um, and, you know, for me, it's a lot of why I do this has so much to do with wanting to be a, a good father and set a good example for my kids. And, um, you know, I love that, you know, one of the, I love, you know, I, 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 I like to watch, uh, you know, uh, like diamond league races and stuff at, at home and, and my wife gotten you hooked I'm I, love ho- it. I yeah I'm, I'm i got hooked by the podcast on that <laughs> um but my daughter will come in and she'll be like oh it's, are the girls running are the girls running you know and so because she just loves watching girls run you know so you know if, if the boys are running she's like oh the boys are running <laughs> <laughs> nice and i know the girls are coming you know and you know she's been she's four and a half right so she just ran her first like fun run and, and her first 1k and, and it, it's so important to me to not run for her sake even to run for the right reasons um and i don't 
even if I don't say it to her, I do feel like a little bit if I run to if my only reason to run is to lose weight, um, you know, that that kind of puts something in her mind. And that's important to me. And that, that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, you're there to be a strong, healthy father. Right. I want to be there. I want to, you know, I want to be around in 10 years. And, 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 you know, I can't wait till she starts running with me. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, whether I'm heavy or not, doesn't matter. So as we wrap here, final thoughts, Jesse, from you. Um, I mean, I think, I think it's just important to take a look at where you are with your own body image and question some of the assumptions that you may be making because we all buy in to what society tells us and we're all a part of diet culture and it's more it surrounds us more than we realize what I want people to know and I said this earlier is just that more of the power is in your hands than you think it is to change how you think about yourself to change how you perceive yourself um, in so many ways but especially as it pertains to body image so if how you are interacting with the world and yourself with how you feel about your body isn't working take a look at it maybe it is about making some physical changes um Maybe it's not. Maybe it has nothing to do with that. Maybe it just has more about some mental changes. And it's not always easy. It's not an overnight switch to just, you know, change how you perceive yourself. Like, it's so easy. But it is possible. So I just encourage people to start practicing and change, like Peter was talking about, some of those automatic thoughts. Take note of them. Literally just say stop right like when something pops into your head recognize it and say no I'm not going to think that way and start thinking of positive things that you can tell yourself um it's like race mantras like have have some phrases in your back pocket that work for you if you're having a hard time with body image or find yourself in a situation where a lot of negative thoughts are popping up like you you can find a better way for yourself to relate to your body and your body image and I think you'll lead a healthier life for it um I'm I'm not trying to make it sound super easy I know it's not but it's entirely possible for everyone to get to a better place and then be able to live your life a little more fully as a result here here recognize those thoughts face them flip them on their head and then for me it's about focusing on those those strong healthy habits and the metrics that really matter like you said peter are you getting prs that matters way more than the scales what the scale says damn right are you achieving your goals that matters way more and put your self-worth and value in those things and not in the silly numbers on the scale so Hopefully, this has been a helpful conversation. I really appreciate you both for joining me and being willing to open up about your own journey with it. If you want some inspiration on this, I highly encourage you follow Jesse on Instagram at the Jessiest. I'll put that that in the show notes as well because I think you do a good job, Jesse, of 
framing this up in a lot of different ways on Instagram. So thank you for that. Thank you guys again for joining me. Yeah. Thank you so much. So there you go. That's our start to this discussion. And as I said, wasn't certainly wasn't perfect. And I don't think has anywhere near all the answers. And then I'm not even sure that we nailed every point or every everything that we did say. So if you have thoughts and feedback, would love to hear yours. So you can always email me, Chris at roguerunning.com. I would love to keep the conversation going and this is something that we're going to we're going to cover more in other ways and continue the dialogue because I think it's really important for all of us to frame how we think about our bodies in a way that's positive and productive in order to be our best selves. One thing I did want to mention before I wrap is Jesse mentioned the Sports Bra Squad ATX which is a run group that has monthly runs to celebrate our bodies in sports bras for women shirtless for men and they do it all summer long this month's run is coming up on june 23rd at the loop running supply at 7:45 a.m come one come all men and women and you can come out and just have a good time celebrating all of us for exactly who we are I'll put a link to that event page in the show notes so you can come out and join that community if you happen to be in Austin. Beyond that, I want to thank Jesse and Peter for being willing to come on and talk about this and kind of open up to some of the struggles that they have personally. And of course, I thank them for contributing to the dialogue to hopefully help us all be stronger and better on this topic. And I want to thank you guys for listening and giving me the ability and license to kind of take these episodes perhaps to places that might be tough to talk about or a little bit uncomfortable for some of us. So really appreciate that. Appreciate all the support. If you do have comments or feedback, as I said, shoot them over Chris at roguerunning.com. Otherwise you can check everything else out about rogue at roguerunning.com or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Rogue Running. Until next time, we will talk to you very soon.